you were watching. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Go. I thought you were done. Continue. No, no. <laughs> no, um, I was, was going to ask you what's in your Rolodex <laughs> for, for October, for Halloween. Oh, for October Halloween. Well, Halloween would be up there. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I'll probably watch the original at some point. Uh, usually, I'll throw on The Shining and then maybe some Doctor Sleep. Like, cause I like to throw in modern ones on occasion. Yeah. Um, Christine, I'll probably watch, uh, The Conjuring, cause The Conjuring does a really good job of making me freak out. Um, <laughs> well, I just don't like old ladies. Oh. That's my kryptonite. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, an old witchy lady in The Conjuring, yep, haunts my nightmares, bro. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it, though. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, Halloween. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I'll still lean towards, like we were talking about, the psychological thrillers. And, and that, that was the fun thing about revisiting Friday the 13th, because, like, I kind of... I would say that I grew up with them, but I didn't really... Most of them I hadn't seen beginning to end, but they were always around. They were always on TV. They were always there in pop yeah. culture. Everyone knew Jason. And then you mm -hmm. have that fun moment when... And, and Scream is responsible for this as well where you reference Friday the 13th, you reference Jason, and he's not the killer in the first one. Like, it, it, no, like, and Scream does it beautifully when she, when he's on yeah. the phone with Drew Barrymore and, he, and uh, she, he, he, the ghost face tricks her because um, he doesn't... Uh, is that... Is that the first one? First what? Is that the first Scream? Yeah. Or is that Scream... Four. No, it's Drew Barrymore on the phone. Oh, He's quizzing yeah, her. Yeah, and he says, yeah. name they... the killer in Friday the 13th. And she screams up confidently, Jason, it's Jason. And he's like, no, afraid not. And he's like, I saw that. <laughs> She's like, I saw that movie 15 times. Or whatever, I, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, and yeah, then he yeah. calls her out and says that he doesn't appear until the sequel. And it's his, it's his mom. So it's kind of that fun thing where it's like, oh, yeah, it's a really weird franchise. And another reason why it's so weird is... We'll obviously get into this, but a lot of people don't put the first one as their favorite. You, you'd be, it'd be really tough to find someone that says the first one is their favorite. Yeah, I would say the first one, at least when it comes to my opinion, the first one. Uh, I don't know. I think for its time, maybe I'm giving it more credit. You probably than, are. Like, I, I, I know what you're going. I know where you're going, but just carry on. The, the <laughs> twist is kind of cool. That you know that you think it's J they think it's Jason throughout the entire film and then you turn out it's just his crazy mom. I think that's pretty cool, mm -hmm. but that's pretty much the only thing it has going for it other than Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and here's the problem with the twist is that it's not an actual who done it because we're not introduced to her throughout yeah, the movie, no, no. and that that's where it's kind of like a, a shitty twist. I understand mm -hmm. it. it's it's the the twist by itself is great. Oh, it, it's an older woman. Oh, I didn't expect that. But she's not in the movie. She's not introduced. So it's like, oh, great. No. Like, at least with Scream and the better whodunits, you're introduced to all the potential uh, people that it could be. And then, oh, shit, right. it's Billy Loomis. Or, oh, shit, she's not even introduced. She just shows up in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end, of, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we continue here, I better introduce this episode and then we can continue. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Raised on Film. The voice you're hearing is the one and only... Um, I'm going to go with, you You go by Cam, right? Or do you prefer Cameron? Yeah, no, Cam's Cam's fine. good? Okay. The one and only yeah. Cam. Uh, you'll recognize his voice. He did appear on the viewer's cut a few times. Cam, how the heck are you doing? I'm good, Adam. Thanks for having me on this one. Well, I had uh, to have you cut. back. 
yeah i mean we had such a great time on the viewers cut so why not have a great time on this one too? yeah and just for uh just some point of reference anyone wants to go back and check out the viewers cut cam was on three episodes he uh andrew and i had a great episode about batman and then i had him back and we talked about scream and our for i think our favorite performances, I believe, was yeah. That was yeah. the that was the last one. Yes, yeah. right. And I I had a lot of fun with all of them. My personal mm-hmm. favorite of the three was probably Scream, just because it was kind of a little bit more niche. Not a lot of people talk about Scream, and yeah. uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. And we were fresh off Screen Five, uh, so that was really good. But anyways, this okay. So when when I started the new podcast, I'm like, okay, I gotta have Cam back, and I'm like. Uh, I got to figure out some episodes. So I don't remember the exact origin of what happened. We threw out some ideas, whatever. This was something I think I may, from what I remember, and you can correct me, I think at one point you brought up Freddy versus Jason in another conversation. I told you I had never seen it. Now, I'd seen scenes, and I knew all the famous stuff, but like beginning to end, never sat down and watched it. And then you made fun of me, and we joked or whatever. I forget when that was. But it yeah. planted a seed in my head. I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to just binge the shitty Friday the 13th franchise just to see how shitty it gets and where, mm-hmm. like, the good uh, parts are. So I think I messaged you and I said, would you be willing to do this? And you said, sure. And then about halfway through, you messaged <laughs> me and said, what the fuck did you make me do? And yeah. I apologized. <laughs> um, yeah. But I can safely say we both survived. Barely. Outs- we'll start right there. You watched all the movies. How do you feel, Cam? Well, it was... Oh, man, it was rough, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I mean, because, you know, I am... I, I'm an actor, so it's I'm trying to see the amount of work that goes into films, and they definitely, definitely put a lot of work into these films, but you could just tell they were cash grabs, and, like, a lot of it a lot of it comes off as like softcore porn. They're just putting, they're just putting nude into the films just for the sake of putting nude. Oh, and, like, and you, yeah. a perfect example. Okay, because this stood out to me like a sore thumb, and I was laughing the whole time when I when I told my <laughs> wife about it. So you have Friday yeah. the Thirteenth Part Two. You have one girl mm-hmm. walking by herself, all on the beach. Mm-hmm. She looks at the water. Hmm. Takes her clothes off, goes into yeah. the water, does a lap. And then comes back to get her clothes, and they're obviously stolen by some douche who yeah, thinks it's some, funny. Yeah, some jerk. And I'm like, yeah. what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah, that's... I the, would imagine... I, I can't speak for, for every girl, but I would think, generally speaking, girls go skinny dipping in a group. Very rarely Probably. is a girl going to go by herself and just skinny dip. Not to say there's someone that hasn't done that. I'm sure there is, but it's like it's more of like a group activity. You do it when you're drunk, you're partying, guys, girls, mix and match, whatever. She's yeah. it's 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 pathetic. I'm like what like just to get tits on the screen and the whole shebang because they show everything. I'm like, is that like I, I feel like every one of these movies has a beat where it's like we got to have a kill, we got to have some nudity, and they just check off those boxes. And you brought up porn, like Sean Cunningham who directed the first one. Worked in the porn industry, so it's no surprise. Yeah, softcore porn, yeah. Yeah, that's so what I that's what I saw. There's no the surprise rest. there, but yeah, it's a it's a very weird franchise. Like we were talking about before, Jason's not even in the first one. The second oh. movie, he has the burlap sack. He doesn't have the mask yet, and then the third one is when he becomes the iconic Jason that we know, um, and then it just goes into full schlock territory. Like it's. It knew what it was. It knew it was trying to replicate. Obviously, the success of Halloween. Low budget mm-hmm. horror movie, and it like it, it's just 
when you rewatch Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, like the production value is night and day. Like there's just yeah. something. There, there's just a huge dramatic difference. Like Halloween is a story with interesting characters. Like I, I couldn't really think of more than two or three interesting characters in this whole franchise. <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody loves Tommy Jarvis. Yes, and he's one that is good. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. but when I was a, when I was younger, I wouldn't say a kid, but when I was younger, I started to kind of get wise and this is when I was starting to really really pay attention to film in general, not just horror, but just, yeah, like I said, just in general. And I always thought cuz I had never really seen all of the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movies when I was young. I had maybe seen part 6 and part 7 because they were on Spike TV all the time. Yes, Spike so TV. So I would, yeah, yeah. Um, I would watch them all the time in my, you know, in just in my room when I was younger, and you know, they didn't really phase me. Um, but I always kind of had a hunch that Friday the Thirteenth was a little bit of a ripoff of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Just, just the thought, like, you know, I didn't really know when Friday the Thirteenth was made. I didn't really know, you know, when Halloween was made officially at that time in my life. I was too young. But then I watched, this was recently, a couple, maybe last year, uh, the movies, uh, shoot, what's the, the Netflix uh, documentary series? Um, the Films That Made Us. Oh, That's right, right, called. right. I watched that too, yeah. Yeah, and I watched the Friday the 13th one because I didn't really know much about it. And you find out that, yeah, it was a blatant ripoff of Halloween because of how successful Halloween was. They had made... Halloween made millions at the box office and this Sean Cunningham guy was just like, well, we should make a horror movie because it makes money. <laughs> it's easy. And it's just like, yeah. And it's just that kind of attitude that, that cloud that surrounds that film for me really bums me out mm-hmm. because it's literally, you're kind of undermining the artists that were involved in the film. And I know that kind of comes off as a little, you know, brown nose ish i guess for lack of a better word but at the same time it's like you like it it undermines the work that a lot of people do by saying that yeah it was just a cash grab which you know a lot of films are which is unfortunate but in friday the 13th that was my biggest problem with the entire franchise is that that's all it was Mm -hmm. they didn't do anything different throughout all of the bad films the it was they were all unlikable characters there was not one likable character i don't think other than like tommy in parts uh in part six and uh same with the megan character in part six too i kind of liked her Mm -hmm. um but that's it because tommy jarvis in part five that's part do i have that right part five yeah there's three different actors that play tommy jarvis in four five and six yeah so in part five (laughs) not my favorite um i love Corey feldman yeah he (laughs) has a nice charm on screen for sure the the part when he's like this part just oh my god like i'm just i'm touching my head like i'm feeling my temples right now because i'm so frustrated the the part where he's looking at the girl across the road and (laughs) she's other like she's watching the these two teenagers have sex yeah and he's like going off like he's so psyched to see these two people have sex i'm like this is in the movie this is what we're watching right now i can't believe it i'm (laughs) sitting on my couch i'm just like this is absolutely unbelievable but tommy jarvis like is probably my favorite character but like i said there's no there's not a lot of character development if any 
Um, in the later films, like if we talk uh, Freddy vs. Jason, there's a little bit. The mm-hmm. characters are a little bit more interesting. I wouldn't say there's a ton, but that's what I like about horror movies nowadays is that there's going to be a usually a character that you'll at least one character that you'll empathize with mm-hmm. and you'll relate to them and then you don't want them to be in danger yeah. that is the idea right but all of these people in these films i was like i couldn't <laughs> wait i couldn't wait for them to just get off by jason um but you know i digress i uh, i'm with you man like it's it, it's it's interesting because you have the well i don't want to talk about halloween too much but you have the example of halloween comes out john mm-hmm. carpenter very good director uh, film student wants to make a really good movie on a low budget. Halloween stands the test of time. Very good movie, crafty, creative with the low budget that it had. Obviously, it's shot in Pasadena. You can see some palm trees. There's obviously nitpick issues <laughs> yeah. with it, but there's a reason that movie is is highly regarded nowadays. Is because it was made by a really good filmmaker. Then you have Friday yeah. the Thirteenth come along. I don't know the exact budget, but it's okay. We're just gonna literally kill all these people it, it doesn't not, nothing matters in this movie it looks terrible like it is dark it, it there's no creative stuff in it besides the kills and that's why I'll, the only compliment i can give friday the 13th and part four because it's done by the great tom savini the only mm-hmm. thing that's creative in those is the kills but you don't care about who's dying and who's doing the killing person like i don't care the whole pamela yeah. thing isn't a big deal to me i know a lot of people love it but that's the only thing the movie has going for it but you know what at least it knows what it is. It's not trying to be something else. And that's yeah. kind of the charm some of the movies have. But the fact that you have 12 movies in this franchise and, you know, even I have a kind of a ranking, none really stand out. Like, at least with Halloween, you have a lot of shitty movies for sure. But you yeah. have the shining star at least, you know. Like, a lot of movies yeah. have the classic original and then the shitty sequels start to come. We've there's hundreds of examples out there of that. Yeah. But I don't even feel this franchise. Like uh, another great example, Nightmare on Elm Street. First one's classic, yeah. great. Second one, mm-hmm. whatever. People are lukewarm on it. Third one, a lot of fun. Then it gets shittier. But you always have that shining star to go back on. And I don't mm-hmm. feel this franchise has that at all. You were gonna say something? No. Well, yeah, it was pretty much you. I was pretty much just gonna say what you oh, said. Oh, say it again then. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what you said. Um, so we don't. We have. I have a little bit of a structure here. I want to follow. What I quickly thought sure. would be the best because I, I hope you printed it out. Do you have your breakdown of the three sections of the movies? Did you? Uh, is that what you're using for? Oh your yeah, like like the ones that I've kind of put yeah. in a little bit of a ranking. Yeah. yeah. Can let's just quickly both share that, get that out of the way. Cause I did the same thing. I have them in three sections with the name of the section, which is really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to go first. Cause I loved your names of each section. Um, okay, yeah. so just again, we don't want to spend too much time. We'll talk about each movie, but just rifle out your ranking worst to best. Okay, cool. So oh, worst to best. Can I do best? You to can do whatever worst? you want. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do best to worst. Cause okay. that's how my list is written out. So, Fun to watch. Um, the remake, the Friday the 13th remake, is fine. It's not an amazing film, but it's fun. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason, I always... We can talk about that in detail yep. uh, later, but I have a quite... Uh, I have a lot of nostalgia towards that, referencing your previous episode, Ooh. Um, where you guys were talking about nostalgia in film. Um, Freddy vs. Jason doesn't you know, stand the test of time by any means, but I really enjoy it. Uh, and then part six, 
Uh, also because of the nostalgia, because when I was rewatching it, when I was watching it for this, a lot of those memories of me watching it in my bedroom when I was a kid started to flood in fat. It started to flood back. And, you know, I had it on a VHS tape, like one of those tape, the, uh, the tapes that you'd record. Um, and you know, like I said, spike TV, I'd put, it would, they would air it and I'd put the, the VHS in there and hit record and I'd have it on VHS and I would watch it all the time. Um, so those are my three that I think are at least enjoyable. Yep. Uh, and then my next section is labeled hard to get through, um, <laughs> which is part seven, new blood, the final chapter, part one, part two, part three, and then a new beginning is the last one there. And then my last section is labeled made me want to swallow razors. <laughs> And that one is <laughs> that one is Jason goes to hell, Jason X, and part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> so ours are basically the same. There's only actually two that are in different spots. So I have three sections as well. I'm gonna go worst to best. So mm-hmm. my bottom four is categorized as wasteful and trash. <laughs> and that is number twelve, Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Uh, number mm-hmm. 11, Jason X. Number 10, Jason Takes Manhattan. And then number 9, The New Blood. That's one of our differences. I put that in the trash. Um, and then my middle section, middle of the pack, is uh, a step up, unfortunately. Uh, boring and rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, number 8 is The Original. Uh, number 7 okay, is A yeah. New Beginning. Um, number 6 is Part 3. And uh, number 5 is Part 2. And then my top section, which mm-hmm. is similar to your name, watchable and fun. <laughs> and that is, <coughs> excuse me, number four, Freddy versus Jason. Number three, Jason lives. Number two, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which is probably our biggest discrepancy. And number oh, one yeah, is the remake. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, we'll, we'll walk through each one. We don't have to break down based on our list. I just wanted to share that because when you sent me yours, I was laughing hysterically. I thought it was great. Um, So I I have, I have um, a couple sections here. So we'll just start out with the beginning. This is a part one, the beginning, and we're going to focus on the first four movies that what should have been like your little four movie series, Uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Friday the 13th part two, part three, and then the final chapter. Um, cause there's too many finals in this, uh, in this, uh, series. So there's a lot, um, we already talked, touched on a little bit. Why don't you, I'll pass over here. Cause I, I'm, I'm coming off my list and I've been talking a lot. Um, first four films. What do you got to say? <laughs> you can put that, you can quote me on that. Okay. All right. Um, uh, yeah, just quotes. They're not great. Cameron Killings are a 2022. Um, I, dude, I had a rough time with, I had a rough time with pretty much all of them. The one thing that made me laugh about part one though, is when um, Pamela, is that the mom's name? Yep. She's uh, getting her head cut off and they didn't use the actual actress for it. And you can see the hairy hands of the actual, uh, I think it's one of the uh, special effects guys. Yeah. I think she was only on set for like a couple days. (laughs) Yeah, if yeah. So they couldn't. Get, they didn't get her for that. Yeah. Um, but that's one of my favorite. There's like a ton of things with these ones. Um, part two was pretty forgettable. Uh, if I'm like looking at my notes, I made a note because one of the one of the dorky guys is in Christine, so I, I made a note about that. Um, 
the oh i don't like it in in part two why were they showing jason run away because there's a scene where the cop comes either he's like the cop is driving yeah. down the road and jason's on the side of the road and he runs away <laughs> like i'm like why is jason running away like it just kind of kills his like you know yeah i'm used to seeing Mystique. like you know tough but yeah. you know you know kind of like he teleports right that's yeah. his that's the classic uh slasher they're trope, not there they yeah, teleport yeah, yeah. right yeah um and then yeah that that was pretty much it the part part three was a oh oh geez like the three because i think oh the 3d I could be wrong on this <laughs> yeah i think that because i think 3d was like making a comeback at this oh time. jaws one 3d like it was, it was crazy yeah yeah and the 3d stuff is like wow. i love the glass when he breaks through the door and <laughs> yeah. just holds his fist in front of the camera <laughs> it's just so dumb and then like right in the first five minutes the problem that i have with these films one of the biggest thing that's kind of the same in all of them is the first five minutes of each one is a recap of the last one <laughs> and i get I get that in that time you had to go to the movie theaters and they wanted to give you a refresher of the of the previous film so you kind of have an idea like previously on Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. But like when you're watching them one by one, holy <laughs> shit. It is rough. It's like so bad. And the final like, chapter does all the movies. It does one, two, and three, if I remember correctly. It shows all. Yeah, of them. yeah. It was all of them. It's freaking <laughs> crazy. One one thing that bothered me about the final chapter, though, we're skipping to the fourth one, is why does the Jarvis family have a family cottage at Camp Crystal Lake? Like, how is that a thing? <laughs> There's been multiple murders there. Like, why? Why would they have a cottage there? And it's like, yeah, I also put Tommy Jarvis was way too excited to see them titties. I put that in there. Um, but like he's and the thing is, is that the way they wrote Tommy Jarvis, too, is like he's not likable and he's a child. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that possible? You give it and it's not even Corey Feldman's fault. I, I bear, like I said, I barely blame the actors when it comes to this sort of stuff, mm -hmm. because it's never it's usually the direction and the writing that kind of mess things up. Yes, there's times when the acting kind of stinks up the room. Believe me, I get it. But, like, Corey Feldman's a capable actor. I, lo I love him in uh, in The Lost Boys yeah. and all that other stuff, right? But, like, in this, it's just because the writing is so bad that it's just unfortunate. Um, but one something good about the final chapter is Crispin Glover's in it. Yes, the dance. And one of Yeah, the, I I made a note about that. The stupid dance. I'm like cuz I at first I thought he was a like a cool guy and I'm like that's neat. I've never seen Crispin he Glover play not like cool. some and then he starts doing the dance and I'm like, "Oh, so he's a dork then." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, bummer." That is an incredible really recap of those first four movies. I love it. Yeah. Oh man, I had an awful time. Um, but yeah, they were like so a lot of people, like a lot of fans. Like I have a friend of mine, um, Evan, who's like really, really he loves these films, and it's yeah. more of a, it's more of a you watch it and you just have fun. And I, I honestly get that. I really, really do. But it's too late for me because I didn't start watching these movies until, you know, recently mm -hmm. that I, and I'm. It's too late. The only ones that I have nostalgia for are you know a couple of them, yeah. not all of them mm -hmm. right so interesting 
Um, okay, so we pretty much agree on most stuff. The, 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 the transformation of the filming locations is incredible because when you get to part three is when they move production to California and there's literally no lake in part three. It's a swamp. Like it's a little pond. Oh yeah. It is so Whoa. bad. Good call. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they I didn't even make a they, note about that. I don't know Good where in California guy. they film it, but it's just a disgusting swamp. I'm like, this is supposed to be a, a beautiful lake where a campground would be. And, like, when she's in the water at the end, like, it's disgusting. And then part yeah. four is also filmed in California, I believe. But it's a lot better when they go when they go skinny dipping, you know, in a group and for fun. Um, mm-hmm. They're at least in some sort of, like, it looks a little bit nicer. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, so that's weird. The, the, they should have kept filming on the East coast for sure. Um, I have nothing for part one. It, it is, like I said, it's, it's filmed terribly. It's dark. I don't care about any of the characters. Um, the final girl, I believe it's Alice in this is totally, mm. she, she doesn't possess any final girl vibes because she's just, she's just there. And then she just yeah. happens to cut off Pamela's <laughs> head. Um, uh, part two is fine. It's a little bit better than the first one. I kind of like burlap sack, Jason. It's fun. But again, he's not very intimidating. He's running around like an, uh, a maniac. Um, yeah. but, um, I do like Jenny. Uh, she's, uh, I'll talk about her later when we talk about final girls. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> part three, um, I, I like, like, the, the, the portrayal of Jason is good. Richard Brooker is good as Jason, but the movie is so weird and boring. Like the side story with the bikers yeah. is like the movie just drags and Shelly's supposed to be the likable character, you know, like the, Oh, and he's um, so annoying, lovable loser. And like, yeah, he's annoying and yeah. he gets what comes to it. Like it's, it, it's, it's terrible. And like, they, they, there's a whole thing when they go to the store and they run into the bikers and then he runs over the bike. If you're going to be a movie that just kills unlikable people, then just focus on that. Don't do a whole side story with characters interacting and then they come to the barn, the bikers, and then they get killed off one by one in the barn. And I'm just like, oh my god. Uh, But the ending is fine. And then you have the weird twist where the mom comes out of the water to replicate the first one or something weird like that. I don't know. Um, But uh, yeah, part three... I have a little bit of nostalgia for probably the one I watched the most as a kid, but yeah. not very good. And then the final chapter, I have it high on my list. I do like it for what it is. Um, I, I don't, Corey Feldman isn't super likable in it, but I also don't find him unlikable. I think his performance wins it over for me. Mm-hmm. He's got some nice moments with the guy, the, the hitchhiker that they run into. And I like his thing at the ending where he, I like when these characters actually have a little bit of brains and like, he reads about a few things about Jason, so it kind of motivates what he does at the end of the movie when he shaves his head and all that. Like, it's not great writing, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's passable. So I, I like I like him and his sister in it. Like, it's fine. I love the dark mood of the fourth one. It has one of the better directors. I think this movie has one of the best visions. It's not great, but at least it's something. Most of it's at night. It's raining. It's got some pretty good kills. Tom Savini came back. And uh, of the first four, this one definitely stands up. Like, if I were to re- had to recommend a Friday the 13th movie, there's three for different reasons. It'd be the remake, because it's the most modern, mm-hmm. and it looks, you know, the best for the last whatever. T- that was in 2009. So, yeah. it, you know, it holds up. 
Uh, part six, Jason lives because it's the most fun, hokey meta version of Jason. If you want to have fun, and then if you want to be serious and enjoy Jason killing people, I would say part four. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so that's kind of my thing with uh, the first four. I, I, it's weird because those are the first four movies and a few memorable moments, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we'll shift on to part two, The New Beginning, mm-hmm. starting with uh, the movie that was titled A New Beginning and then Jason Lives, The New Blood, and Jason Takes Manhattan. Woof. Yeah, man. <laughs> the New Beginning had me, like, verbally upset like i'm watching this film and i'm going what like there's over a chocolate bar that's what i'm saying the events of this movie are because of a chocolate bar i just oh man it was like oh dude (laughs) and Uh, cool cool toilet humor though yeah (laughs) um the guy that kills him, uh, whatever his name is, Roy's, as it turns out, his kid. Mm-hmm. If this kid is in any sort of bad mental state, who has the ability to do something like this, why are you giving him an axe? Yeah. yeah <laughs> why does he allowed to have an axe freely in the bag? What yeah. cutting wood or whatever he's doing? Yeah. Like the just the choices in this film are so crazy. But the the guy who dies on the toilet, like in the outhouse um little trivia for you he's the voodoo guy on spooky island in (laughs) scooby-doo and speaking of unnecessary tits because i mentioned them again before in part two just a girl by herself in the bathroom flashes herself and then carries on her merry way like what the hell (laughs) i don't know many girls that would do that and if you want to more power to you go for it but i don't think a lot of girls are doing that again you flash for a purpose. You want to show somebody something, yeah. not yourself. <laughs> I think I have the most problems with, oh, yeah, my part five notes are, like, out of control. <laughs> They're, like, uh, the, the the I called the one girl who was, like, kind of emo-ish for the 80s. Yeah. I kept calling her Cindy Lauper because I didn't know what her name was. Um, She was, like, dancing her, her death. And that's the thing, too. Maybe you could shine a light on this, Adam. Were they trying to chill with the killings in this one? Because you notice a lot of them are just a shot of the machete or whatever, the weapon just coming, like a close-up of the weapon being swung, and then you hit it, you hear a sound. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Ready? So this is, I believe, 1985. Yeah. And this is when the MPAA, I believe, really started hammering down on violence. Um, because you had, um, obviously, chapter, the final chapter was like really gross and with, with like the Tom Savini kills. Yeah. And you yeah. also had the Temple of Doom kerfuffle with the PG 13 rating in 84 as well. Oh. Um, so I'm thinking, my guess, I don't know this for a fact, I think they really hammered down on violence in movies. That's why the, the kills for the next few movies is really limited and yeah. a lot of cutaways and kind of showing up. That's wonder, my theory. I wonder if they needed to chill with Jason too, because like for some reason, I'm not sure who the uh, the like the actor they used for Jason in this one. But this Jason looks like super slim and kind of scrawny. Yeah, the, the the continuity with the character of Jason alone throughout these movies doesn't make any sense. Hair, yeah. no hair, uh, huge stocky traps, then a 
whatever his freaking name is, the the most famous guy to play him. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah. Like it, it totally different builds. Like it's insane. And the age, the his age makes no sense, and he shouldn't even be alive. Like apparently yeah. he died, he drowned, but no, he's alive, and then he ages miraculously from part one to part two. Like it, it it's so confusing. Yeah, and then well, another another uh, bugaboo I have with this movie. But is... oh wait, hold on, this is part five. This isn't Jason. This is Roy. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Sorry, Spoilers. but you are right. The ex- stuff you <laughs> everything Jeez. you said applies to to part six because it, it's it, but. Yeah, the, the the like, oh yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense yeah. that he's like kind of scrawny is because it's not actually J- okay. All right, I'll give it the that. big twist. Oh, it's not. It's, but it's Roy. The, yeah, but that's another problem I have with it. Is why is it Joey's father? Why not make it the guy with the axe in the beginning? That would make more sense. That would be more satisfying to me. No, because we have to have the person that we don't know who it is and what his actual like. He's got two scenes in the movie. But that's I think. just he's stupid. Sh- it's it's incredibly stupid it doesn't make any sense it's more it's way more satisfying to have it as at least at that point i'd be like oh okay instead it's just so frustrating because i get what they're i still enjoy it though it's really schlocky and stupid but i'd rather watch a new beginning than the original and that's a controversial opinion the funny thing is is that tommy jarvis in this is like a wwe superstar just like flipping people (laughs) into tables like oh the guy it's so oh, bad oh there's another part in this that i made a note of which was so so funny it was the the kid so i said lulled at the kids getting mad at cindy lopper for sit it for setting joey's spot at the table the caretaker says i don't think joey will be joining us this morning then the grandson says or any other morning then the caretaker gets mad at his grandson for going too far. It's just like, what? <laughs> the dialogue in these movies, are, like, it's so bad. Yeah, like, it's like, he just said, I don't think Joey will be joining us this morning. Like, he's making a joke, and then his grandson says, or any other morning. And it's like, wait, hold on. You shut your mouth. Like, it's like, so, so strange. The, the performance of Tommy movie. Jarvis is is astounding. Like, it, 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 it's so weird. Yeah, this movie it's like, was it's like a Hiles very level strange. performance. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to take a jab at Brendan. <laughs> I knew he'll be on this podcast soon, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you yeah. worry. Um, yeah, a new beginning. I had dumb fun with it, but it's so bad. But at yeah. least it's lit well. And you can see what's going on, and you at least you meet Roy. You meet him once or twice, so it's a little bit of a, a whodunit, I guess. Yeah. And what about the creep watching them have sex in the woods when, and then he gets killed? No oh, man, I love when... it. <laughs> I think it's great. It's Every movie has someone creeping on someone, either having sex or being naked, and then getting caught. Like it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, one before we move on, I do want to say that the. Um the farmer characters like the mother and son oh man wanted to make me like run into oncoming traffic i <laughs> did hated them i hated them so much and i was so happy when jason just like decided to off them i was we like we didn't we didn't talk about crazy ralph from the first two movies you're yeah. all doomed yeah the crazy guy Jeez, and he's supposed to be like the red herring you're supposed to think it's him and then, yeah. and then he gets killed i think in the second one yeah i think he does yeah i think he i think you're right i think he but remember when 
the, he's hiding in like the pantry or something. She opens the door and he's just hiding in there. Yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay, Jason lives. This one's fun. This one is he's, the, this one. He's is, back, baby. Oh yeah, and this is the Tommy Jarvis I know and love. Now, yeah, this this one is kind of the one where I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I <laughs> one of the notes is holy shit, the James Bond title sequence um i don't know if you remember that but it like looks into oh, his yeah. eye and then it does like the james bond thing where he's like walking into frame i'm like okay that's sick um and then i kept <laughs> i kept calling the sheriff donald sutherland okay because he kind of looks like him um but this one is so this one i'll kind of segue into one of one of the reasons why i have uh an ad- admiration oh, oh my god admiration cheese uh of these films. nice boogaboo yeah boogaboo. The bugaboo um the <laughs> the problem well that, sorry i played the game like the video game quite a bit back in mm-hmm. a few years ago and this tommy jarvis is the tommy jarvis that you so if a character dies to kind of give you a crash course on the game there's camp counselors and then uh, there's like five or six camp counselors and then there's one person who plays jason and your job is to work with you you know work together to try to find ways off of camp crystal lake or wherever you are before jason finds you and kills you so it's really fun so the first usually the first person that dies you can use the phone if you find it in the in the like the games map or whatever you can call tommy jarvis to help you so the first person that dies gets called back as tommy jarvis and it's this Tommy Jarvis. So okay. it's the one that's wearing like the denim jacket and, you know, the, the cool Sherpa jacket, which is the jacket that every man should have in their closet. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and the game, there's there's actually a funny moment in the game. And it's a moment that me and my friends kind of treasure. I know that sounds super cheesy, but there's there was a time when we were all about to escape in the car and I was driving the car. And the only person that was that was still that wasn't with us was my buddy Mike. He's like my best friend. And he was running and I said, Mike, just meet us at the road while Jason's chasing you and we can just quickly pick you up and then we can win the match. So Jason doesn't kill anybody. And as he was running down the road, we met at the road and I hit him with the car and he died. And it was probably one of my favorite video game moments and it, it's all due to friday the 13th so mm. i do want to shout out the makers of that video game it is unfortunate that it's kind of in it was kind of uh in copyright hell um in recent like like i think it was two years ago so the game is no longer pretty much the game doesn't exist anymore you can still download it but it's yeah. not supported anymore um because of all the different film companies that were involved and just long story short it was a like you know trademark copyright nightmare and they couldn't get them to keep supporting the game so they had to completely stop Mm -hmm. supporting the game but friday the 13th that's the reason why i have such kind of a a a soft spot for it was because of that moment and i just wanted to put that out there to let everybody Mm -hmm. know that that's why i kind of like it yeah and a little bit of context too friday the 13th is in like court hell I think it got a little resolved, but Victor Miller, the writer of the first one, and Sean Cunningham have been in court for years yeah. trying to hash out their rights. Like, it's a nightmare. That's why there hasn't been one. Yeah. All these Friday the 13th fans want 
to capitalize on the success of Halloween and they can't make a movie because these two guys can't figure out, you know, how to compromise and yeah. figure out who owns. Cause again, you own the rights to the name Jason and then you own the rights to the actual character with the mask and the kid and, the, and like, um, the, um, distribution rights in, uh, the United States and then outside of the United States. Like, like it's, it's crazy what they're yeah. fighting for right now. And, and it's still split. Yeah. I don't have all the details of it, but it's 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 just, ridiculous. It's just brutal, and it's unfortunate that these guys can't yeah. get their shit together. Um, mm-hmm. Because this is like, even though that you and I have been kind of slamming it for the past half an hour, the <laughs> the it is loved by a lot of people, and oh, for the sure. fact that they can't get their shit together is kind of tragic in a way mm-hmm. because there's so many people that would want to see Jason again because the, yeah. the remake was in what. 2000 and 2009 yeah 2009 that's wild yeah but anyways part six that's it's one of my favorite ones i think mm-hmm. that i think that tommy jarvis is great and i think that the megan character is somewhat interesting um like also the um i also put this in the notes too be- in my notes because i was trying to make myself feel better i'm like yeah jason the kids are fine jason doesn't kill kids <laughs> <laughs> during the during the part when they're at the camp um but like this begs the question camp crystal lake has been known for these murders for at least 10 plus years at this point why do people still keep going like you don't need to go to camp crystal lake there's probably a lake nearby (laughs) you don't you don't need to go there you could probably find some other nice place to take a nice weekend vacation or a camp if it's for kids like don't don't go to camp crystal lake because jason's there Every parent deserves to go to jail for sending their kids to Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it applies to all of these movies because they all take place at Camp Crystal Lake. But doesn't it evolve into not even a lake? It's not just a lake anymore. It's like a town. Well, that's what I mean. That's why it's so confusing because I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe there's a five-year jump between one and two. Um, that kind of explains how Jason's aged uh, a little bit. It still doesn't make too much sense. Yeah. But each movie, I think, is in a different section. Because I think Crystal Lake is a town mm. in New Jersey or, or something in there, I believe. I don't oh, have anything it? written down. I'm no pretty idea. sure, yeah. Okay. And um, that's what I think. Anyway, I think Crystal Lake is a town, and this just happens to be like a... Uh, like, and then that's the lake. And then there's a bunch of campgrounds on the lake. And cause there's different names to eat in each movie. You, if you research it, there's different names for each one. And, cause I think you, in the second one, they walk over the, the crystal, the camp crystal lake sign. I don't know, but yeah. there's like little sections. I, I don't know. It's all confusing, but, yeah. um, yeah. And then it, I, 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 you're, you're shooting in, in, in Jersey, you're shooting in Atlanta, you're or Georgia, mm-hmm. you're shooting in uh, California. They're all over the place with these movies. Like it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, yeah. Jason lives to me. It, it's not a good movie, but it's fun. They at least yeah. knew what they had at this point. Like this is prime eighties cheese. You got Alice Cooper singing a song. He's back. <laughs> Yeah. The man behind the mask. Like, <laughs> it knows what it is. Like you said, the James Bond um, moment. Um, he's literally revived from the dead. Like, it, it gets, or raises from the dead. He's officially a zombie. Yeah. Um, but Which it's my fun. Favorite. That's my favorite Jason. I like zombie. Yeah. I like zombie Jason. Yeah. There's some fun sequences for sure. And, you know, at this point, this was a breath of fresh air. That's why I put it up in my top uh 
top four. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I still don't think it's great. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah. um, better characters. I, again, I don't love Tommy Jarvis in this, but in comparison, he's better than a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's thankfully these movies are short. <laughs> Yeah, they're like an hour and a half. Max. This one, I believe, is the shortest, too. I think it's like 80 oh, minutes yeah. or something. That's fantastic. Yeah. There's one part that actually made me laugh out loud, and I'll share it with the group. Um, it is the uh, the two kids that are under the bed, and then the kid goes, <laughs> I think we're dead meat. So what did you want to be when you grew up? That made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, it's just kind of cynical, which is kind of, yeah. that's kind of my humor. Just like, well we're fucked so like (laughs) it's just it's just pretty great but that's that's those are like yeah i like i said i have a nostalgia you know trip for part uh part six so that's why i like it so much so but yeah um we'll tackle the new blood and jason takes manhattan together because i don't have a lot to say um this is the beginning of the kane hotter uh generation of uh of his portrayal of uh i think i I was gonna say freddy (laughs) krueger Yeah, dude, yeah that, that'll work well just call him freddy krueger for the rest of the podcast <laughs> that'd be great the uh are you sure about the kane hotter thing because i'm pretty sure he's jason for most of them uh he is jason for four new oh, blood jason takes manhattan final oh, friday yeah, and jason yeah X. okay yeah you're right because i put i was yeah. looking at the cast for for part six and i was like oh yeah kane hotter's back sick i remember i made a note about it but yeah, yeah. no, he, yeah. Kane Hodder does not portray him in Jason Lives. It's another guy. It's that's that skinny, scrawny guy. Yeah, right. Because it's not actually. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So Jane, uh, Kane Hodder starts. I don't like. He's fine. Whatever. Again, I prefer Ted White and um, uh, Richard Brooker from Three and Four. Yeah. But um, yeah. So quickly, the new blood in Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh my God! Like full schlock. Absolutely yep. atrocious. Like boring. Um not entertaining i have one thing that i'll talk about later that i take away from actually maybe two things from these two movies but just bad like that like just nothing new to offer no great kills nope. no great characters you add in telekinesis or whatever it's called i don't know if i pronounced yeah, that right with Tori. you're yeah. carrie no <laughs> no no, no. Carrie. i'm saying because it's carrie oh because of carrie gotcha yeah, yeah. i think her name's Tori, right i have no idea i can't uh, remember whatever who cares what her name is um do you have anything to say about the new blood and jason you said that there's no good kills are you kidding me there's at least one oh i i know i there's one that makes my list that i said i'll talk about later okay yeah i think you and i wait no two sorry i was wrong again i was wrong twice okay um no sorry just i have one that makes my top kills the jason takes manhattan when he punches the guy's head off that's fun whatever yeah, on the roof whatever. but we'll yeah. yeah we'll talk about our favorite kills because i think we might have the same one okay well we'll see yeah i have one from one yeah. of these movies it's mine yeah one of them is in yeah we'll we'll talk about it but <laughs> um well because that's the thing too is that like i feel like they were trying to maybe rip off uh like maybe Firestarter or like carry or something but i could yeah with that um just with that telekinesis stuff um also i have a problem with the timing of new blood because so jason so the main character was a child when jason was there from part six yeah and then she comes back and she's grown into like a young woman in two years 
how about this? Uh, they have their big final confrontation in six, and then he drowns Jason, and he gets stuck there. Where was this house? Exactly. Because <laughs> their house, their house is right there at the beginning of the seven. Like they run out of the house, she goes yeah, to the dock, no, and the whole... yeah, there's no dock. <laughs> like how? So like that's why I'm like I'm like okay, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it takes place in the future, but they don't do any. They no. don't do anything to show you that it. And then Jason takes Manhattan. How does a boat get through here? And how like. How does Jason, how, how is Crystal Lake connected to the ocean? Yeah. How does a yacht get <laughs> on to Crystal Lake? A yacht. <laughs> a full-blown yacht gets on Crystal Lake. And then no one bats an eye. Oh, but I batted many eyes, Adam. I did. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, the, my God. Uh, so dude, bad. like, the fla- also the flashback, Jason isn't disfigured in one of the shots. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, the ending of Jason Hicks, Matt and his garbage with the toxic waste or whatever and the kid. Yeah. And, oh, my God. It's so bad. And then Jason's, I, I, yeah, Jason's face looks super cartoonish in it. Like, there's, like, some there's some massive problems with it. And some, like, the guy was like, oh, my God, it's Jason, like, five minutes after they ran him over with the car. Like, you didn't see Jason. <laughs> Like, oh my god, and, I finally believe you. It was Jason. You ran him over with the car like five minutes ago. You didn't see him? Like, shut up. When they're boarding the boat... So, from people that don't know, most of Jason Takes Manhattan was filmed in Vancouver. They Very little production was actually downtown Manhattan. And they're boarding the boat in some sort of east coast... Like, again, the, the uh, Crystal Lake is somewhere on the east coast. That's where they're boarding, somewhere. Yeah. And all you see are mountains in the background. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, where are these mountains exactly? I want to know where this is being set. Well, the biggest problem I have with this film is the teacher guy. The... the I think... I don't think I'm alone in that. He's just no, so terrible. problematic. All terrible characters. He was like... <laughs> he's like... You have to learn the doing the flashback scene is like you have to learn how to swim, right? You have to learn how to swim. If you don't swim, then somebody's gonna come up, Jason's gonna come up and kill you. And it's just like that encourages a girl to jump in the water after you say that. And then he pushes her in, he pushes her in like this uncle's a dickhead. Like he pushes her into the water, and then I'm just watching there. And I even made this note at him I'm like, I put I'm at my wits' end. With a, with a period. I put that in my notes because I was so mad. However, there is something cool in the background of one of the shots in uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, and that is a Batman 89 ad in Times Square. I don't know if you noticed that. Beautiful. That's probably the best part of the movie. It is the best part of the movie. I put that. <laughs> yeah, I said that. It's in my notes. I put best part of the movie. Um, the Yeah, it's, it's brutal, man. It's oh, I have so many problems with that movie, but it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna try well, and take it away from people. If they love it, they love it. It's fine. It's yeah. Just not no. And again, everyone people. everyone has different things going into their viewing experience with movies. But oh my god, they're objectively it's a bad movie. Yes. It's it's false yeah. advertising. The title is totally misleading because he doesn't at all take Manhattan. The only saving grace for this movie would have been if they bumped up their budget and actually filmed most of the movie in Manhattan and just had him going around killing tourists and killing people that might have gave it some sort of merit but the fact that he doesn't get to manhattan and then even the alleys and the and like you know it's not new york (laughs) like it's it's so clearly not anyways moving on yep to to part three the new line cinema section so sean cunningham 
comes back into play. They get the rights to uh, uh, the, the, the Jason character, but they cannot use Friday the 13th in the title, hence why you get Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. And this really, the whole, like, like I, this movie is so bad and bonkers and Jason's barely in it and his entity starts taking over people that are eating people and you add in the family ties and the bloodline with Jason and like his half sister. That's yeah, really stupid. This movie is so bad. Yeah, but <laughs> like, hold on, hold on a second, Adam. You have to give it a chance because. The fact that he uses his tongue to possess people is like pretty sick. <laughs> it's like, and the, the the biggest plot hole in this whole movie, and I hate when movies do this when you're this far in the franchise. You introduce this new character. I have no idea what his name is. I didn't write it down, but he's apparently been hunting Jason for years. Oh yeah, the bounty hunter. The bounty hunter who's been after Jason. No mention of him in eight movies. Nope. And now he's I'm 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 close. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so close to getting him. And he knows so much about Jason, too. And it's just like, how do you know that? Like, it's so, it's, it's so and it, it, From coming from watching this movie and having no context, which you don't. You don't have any context of this guy whatsoever. You, you feel like he's making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's possessing everybody. Oh, yeah, he is? How do you know that? It just, he just knows. He just knows. Like, oh, my God. And the, the knife? <laughs> The knife part is just yeah. so unbelievable. It's just like, oh, so it's, it's like a basic uh, knife and then <laughs> some powers turn it into some awesome dagger thing. And I'm like, what? It's just oh, this so, movie's so bad. It's, and it was pretty bad. You have the Freddy Krueger cameo at That's the end. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite 30 part. seconds of this movie is salvageable because yeah. they were building up to the inevitable crossover <laughs> now that new line cinema owns uh jason yeah and yeah the the best part of this movie is the final 30 seconds when (laughs) freddie takes him to hell yeah that's the coolest part and then we we move to to jason x jason in space i mean it's inevitable every horror franchise has to eventually end up in space and jason got there at number 10 um (laughs) my favorite part of this movie is there's so many this so like the just awful cgi but it's just oh it's like, so bad it's like a ps1 cutscene. uh it's just like oh my god it was <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was filmed in toronto yes it was filmed in, it's, and uh, david Cronenberg makes a cameo yeah he rad. wanted he wanted to die in it yeah it's um it, it's again it's, it's so bad oh yeah. my god like the my favorite part um, is right at the end when Jason is being pushed towards the escape ship by the explosion. And then the Marina guy intercepts and it looks like <laughs> some really shitty green screen thing. They're that just some spitting YouTuber... in a complete circle away. <laughs> yeah. And then he just kind of just cuts him off just before he gets to the window. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, and the girl is... with her head head yeah. cut off oh dude she was so it's hot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part where she's like wearing the the guy upgrades her or whatever and she's like a killing machine just i couldn't roll my eyes far enough back into my skull 
Um, and like this one part made me like almost throw up where they're trying to be like kind of clever and kind of funny. And they're talking about like one of the things that maybe the one they're referencing, one of the things that maybe ruined humanity and they're referencing some type of quote unquote Microsoft conflict. Do you remember that part? Not really. No, <laughs> it's, it's said in one line. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's remember the Microsoft conflict or something like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I came up with this like story. I'm like, so okay, Bill so Gates, Bill Gates destroyed the world. No, it was Bill Gates versus Tim Apple. Oh, OK. Well, what year was Jason X? 2001? I think so. OK, so, yeah, I yeah, guess Apple yeah. would have been around. It, it was I yeah. think that's pre that's pre iPod, but they would have had their Macs. And yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Jobs. Um, this should have been Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates. It would have been a much better movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's just do that. I mean, you might as well go all the way if you're just gonna make up this Microsoft conflict. You might as well. Oh. oh, all right. Well, yeah. yeah J- Jason X is horrible, but it. I. I, I mean, you would. You would have expected Freddy vs. Jason to follow Final Friday, but they didn't. And then Jason X comes out and whatever. So I'm assuming Freddy vs. Jason takes place between Final Friday and Jason X. Maybe, I'm, but can I I'm say guessing. one more thing? Can I say one more thing about Jason X? Because there's one. Part of course you can. Yeah. Me laugh. Do you remember the part when they trap Jason in the VR? Oh God, the girls, yeah. The girls Great are scene. like, "Hey, we want to have sex and like all that stuff." Yeah. And yeah. then and then it cuts to the crew, and then it cuts back to Jason, and he's literally smashing the other girl, <laughs> the one girl in the sleeping bag with the other girl, and it yeah. is. I was like laughing out loud. I thought that part was honestly really the best moment in the movie. Yeah, and he's just like windmilling, like he just yeah. keeps hitting her with it, and it's just oh, it was so funny. And then yeah, my final note is that movie was shit. That's okay, it. perfect. We agree. But, yeah, Freddy vs. Jason. Let's talk about the fun one. Okay, so you have nostalgia for this. I do not. My ironically enough, my wife Jamie has watched this movie when it came out, and she doesn't. She's not into horror movies, but she loved it. Yeah. <laughs> when it came out no context of what's going on just a fun movie she probably went with some guy to the theater to watch it yeah um but, well how yeah. old is how old is your wife so she is my age so she would have been 11 when the movie came out yeah i would have been 11 too because we're the same age did She's... you go out with jamie to see this in the theater no my mom wouldn't let me see it in the <laughs> i don't know if she actually saw it in the theater maybe when it came out and she rented it, i don't know but well that's that's my story is because when it came out i don't know if you remember it was a buzz man i like, remember when i remember was talking yeah. about it yeah and it was like like even you know i was in the sixth grade maybe the maybe i don't even know but I was pretty young and like everybody at my school was talking about it. They were like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got to go see Freddy vs. Jason. And then, you know, that one sketchy kid with really bad parents goes, I saw it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, what happens? And then, you know, it kind of just ruins the entire movie for you. But yeah. I didn't, um, I saw it on VHS and this is a funny story that I have because, um, I was talking to my mom about it actually today. And I like, I did like the hard sell on it when we were at Blockbuster. Cause I remember I wanted to see it because everybody was talking about it. So I was yeah, like, of course I'll get Freddie versus Jason. And my mom was like, um, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, mom, it's not even that bad. Like, come on, mom. It's not that bad. Come on. Yeah. But obviously I didn't say it like that. I was like, Oh mom, come on. It's not even that bad. Like, it's not like I've seen Jason movies. I've seen them. 
But like that's before I would call them Friday the Thirteenth is yeah. Jason movies. I've seen the Jason movies. They're not even that bad. Like I'm not even that scared. It's not even that scary. And then I watch it. I bring it. I finally convince my mom that I can I can watch it. So we bring it home, and because of all the nudity in it, every time that somebody would come downstairs and I was watching it, I would like pause it and like turn the TV off. Nice. Because I was scared that my mom would see it and then tell me that I wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> I would just be like, okay, turn it off. Um, but I love Freddy vs. Jason. It hasn't aged well. I'll be honest with you. It hasn't yeah. aged well at all. That being said, yeah, I have a huge, huge nostalgia feeling towards this film. I I think it's it's a it's definitely a product of its time. The soundtrack, mm-hmm. the you know, just the humor in it, like especially the humor, is very, very dated. Um but what's his name? Uh, John Ritter's son. Yeah, he was, he was he was he was great. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's it, like when it comes to performances, not terrible. Um no. like there I there's not one point in it where I was like, oh brother like when it came at least when it came to the acting right well Um, here's here's the big thing for me it has a plot yeah it does there's a plot in this movie it's actually it was it's actually not a terrible plot either it works like i I bought it like i'm like okay freddie needs to do this Mm -hmm. in order to accomplish what he wants to do great yeah Yeah. there is a huge hole in that though what's the plot hole which is he can only infect people if he knows if they know of him. So how does Jason know of Freddy? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So wait, wait, I'm forgetting now. So what, so he realizes that he has to get people scared and he wants to send someone. Yeah. He invades Jason's dreams. But the thing is, is that he can't invade dreams if, they, the person doesn't know who Freddy is. Oh, right. Okay. So that's why I didn't even think about plot hole because it's just, he just can. Yeah. He, he can, just can, I, he just can. So it's just like, so he can just invade Jason's mind, but he can't invade any of the teenagers' minds because it's just, I was like, You're asking oh. too many questions, Cam. This is Freddy so like, Jason. No, when I, yeah, I, know. When I, <laughs> I realized that when I made this note because it's yeah. like the first note that I made. And then I was like, ah, just deal with it. It's okay, so beyond that, it has a plot. I'm like, okay, this this is kind of cool why they why he's doing what he's doing and to get them involved to get them afraid of yeah. Freddy and then I'm like, okay, I would that's agree good. with that. I would agree. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. It, it worked. And again, for a versus film, as ridiculous as it is on paper, it's fun. It delivers exactly what it needs to be. It has likable characters. Yep. To, yeah, um, to a point. Yeah, some of them, I mean, some of them aren't that great, but so I meant like the like your protagonists, your your people that you're yeah. following, like Jason. Yeah. Ritter, uh, it's John Ritter's J- Jason Ritter. Jason Ritter, is, he's yeah. got a great scene, like with her out in the rain when she's going back inside with her dad. Like yeah. he's he's giving it his all. He's a good actor. He yeah. I've seen him in a bunch of things, yeah. and the the female uh, is good in it as well. I don't know her name. I know the and, character's name. Her name is Lori. Lori. Yeah. And there's just there's some good sequences in it. They fight twice, um, and uh, the ending sequence is kind of cool. And that's my favorite yeah, part. The movie moves along pretty quickly, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I know that's a great point. The pacing. Oh, it's just boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. It's boom. just it's not super rushed, and it's not in your face. They kind of just get to the point of things. Yeah, because right they know what it is. It's it's literally called Freddy versus Jason. You don't want to think too much because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And also, they want to get to that. You want to get to the part when Jason is fighting Freddy. Of that's course, the, that's the part. And who would you root for? 
when you're watching it? Who would you root for? Oh, I don't really have ties to either. Well, because when you watched when you watch the film, and maybe you could look at it from an objective lens, Freddy is seen as the villain. Of Jason course, Jason is seen as the empath- like empathetic character. Yeah, of course. So I was rooting for Jason. Yeah, <laughs> like Jason isn't my favorite slasher. Ultimately, I think Freddy is. Yeah, uh, because of how charismatic he is, and I think he's funny. But the I'm rooting for Jason throughout. Well, they the show backstory of Jason in too, right? Like flashbacks yeah, him as a do, kid yeah. and all that. She they, goes, yeah, the go girl goes into her, it goes in and she's there watch him get bullied and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like you kind of feel you empathize with Jason, and I think they yeah. did that on purpose. Good, 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 good. good all good, right, good. so carry on six more years, and the remake craze is just just pumping out remakes. Oh, and yeah. we had Halloween, Rob Zombie remade Halloween in 2007. And then you have Friday the 13th, the remake, 2009. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't see it when it came out in the theater. Um, I was introduced to this movie much later. And I don't, I don't understand why Friday the 13th fans, and I'm not one of them, why they don't love this movie? I think it's it, fine. It, it it again. It didn't do very well critically, and a lot of horror movies don't. It made decent money. It made all its money back. It didn't like bomb or anything. But people criticize this movie like like this is Friday the Thirteenth on steroids. Like yeah, this, this should is... be exactly what you want. Yeah, because Jason is. It's like no holds barred, man. Jason's yeah. going crazy. Yeah, and like, it literally, and I was laughing because I wanted to bring this up at the beginning when you were talking about all the movies, uh, the first four, giving recaps of the previous movies. This movie proves how limited the other movies are because it's able to do all four of them in yeah. one movie. Yeah. If you think about it, really, it's really kind of a rehash of the first four movies because it take it ties in the, the quick um, prologue with the, the, the beheading and then you have a little bit of mask, Jason, and then you have him getting his mask, and then you have the brother storyline going after his sister. All in one movie. Yeah. And the opening 20 minutes, whatever it is up to the title card, is incredible. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. The movie kind of peters off a little bit, but that yeah. 20 minutes is phenomenal with, with, with Sackhead Jason. I keep calling him Baghead Jason. Sackhead yeah. Jason. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty it's, sweet. It's awesome. Again, yeah. great cinematographer. He shot Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And just mood and atmosphere, dark. He's intimidating. Derek Mears is big. He's burly. He's he's running. He's doing everything. He's and so scary. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Again, well, that, it, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing, too, is that, like, you hit the nail right on the head. Like, I'm surprised that when you told me. Like, that's news to me that Friday the 13th fans don't like the remake because – I'm watching it, and that's the that's the Jason I'm expecting when I'm watching mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth movies. That's the Jason that I want, just like just going at it, just killing people in creative ways, and you know, it's the first yeah, like you said, the first twenty minutes is so cool, and like mm-hmm. as like because a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at fan service now, but like I feel like this movie did it really well. 
Yeah. Like, especially oh at the beginning, because you're just like, oh, there he is, and he's got the bag yeah. on his head. And then, like, just before he's, like, about to swipe, like, the title card comes up, and that's that part's so sick. Yeah. It's and so like, cool. There, it's not so much that people – I don't think people put this at bottom. Like, I've watched a bunch of rankings and stuff. Just – I've noticed just right in the middle, just kind of people are lukewarm on it. They like the original better. They like two – they, some people, I mean, Jason Lives, I get. Final Chapter, sure. But putting pretty much anything besides those ones, like, it's, it's like, th like th this movie is just so much better. It's, it's, it's a better made film. It's shot better. The characters aren't great. I'll give it that. Like, there's a couple decent characters. But they just do new things. I like her being kidnapped. It's something different. I like the tunnels. It's something different. It works. It makes a little bit of sense. We don't have to see him do going through his motion, uh, going through all his like uh, motions and stuff of what he does. But it's just kind of a cool concept of what he does. And then um, I like uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but Jared Padalecki from yeah. Supernatural. Yeah, he's okay. awesome in it. Like he's a yeah, good. He's I I, good. Yeah. I wanted more from him. I, I didn't I, like the I didn't like the tough guy thing. That was kind oh of god out for me. That was kind of an eye yeah, roller. Yeah. Like Trent. Like you're not my bro. Like yeah. sh shut up. Just Trent, like, uh, but Trent gets a very satisfying death, which is good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets yeah. put on the back of that truck. It's yeah, good. yeah. It, it, it's a. I mean, again, it's almost all at night. It's dark. Like I said, it's moody. It's it's yep. shot well. Mm -hmm. It's it's just. I mean, it's night and day versus the original. Like it, it it's because it's not drawing out boring stuff it's just to the point these are your characters some we like some we don't there's the obvious people that you know are gonna die yep. you have and but the only issue with this movie that i kind of laugh at every person's a model every yeah, person they're, they're all gorgeous they're all a's even like oh, yeah. the nerdy guy is like yeah he, he's not ugly like no, no, like he's they're all dimes bro that's what i mean it's like this is ridiculous that all these people are hanging out and going and they like it's yeah and the dialogue's a little cheesy and rough at points like it, it has flaws yeah. but it's just a fun remake like it's way better than the rob zombie halloween remake it's way better than that nightmare on elm street re remake oh, yeah. um i put the texas chainsaw massacre remake ahead of it but it's a solid solid remake and it's a lot of fun and if you love jason Voorhees, he's at his best in this if you ask me he's yeah. so good i agree they did a good job it should okay. have it, in my opinion. Well, I think it probably has a better audience rating. Probably, yeah. I think Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 25 or something stupid like that. Yeah, I don't know. Not, yeah, but it's, you know, critics yeah. are critics. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is the critical, the critics scores for horror movies for Rotten Tomatoes are never usually that good. But, um, no. um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the franchise in a whole. We got some rapid stuff we're going to go through here. Mm -hmm. Um, some just, you know, some bullet point fun stuff so highlights and all that kind of stuff there let me just get my list here why don't you start us off here uh cam um why don't we start with let's start with final girls any standout i have one and that's laurie campbell from uh from freddy versus jason okay i, I... Re really oh. like her okay. um it probably has to do with the fact that i had like a massive crush on her when i was a of course kid. of course um like a massive crush dude um I mean, I wasn't sending letters to her or anything. It wasn't weird. But You weren't stalking her? No, no. Um, but she, I don't know. I just feel like she, her performance, she kind of gives it her all. Like the other the other final girls just didn't do it for me. Be probably mm -hmm. because I was maybe checked out by the time they get to shine. 
like yeah. during like watching the movies i was just like all right whatever here comes <laughs> I was like, all right, boilerplate stuff. She's going to run around and she's going to find all the bodies. And, oh, yep, here it comes. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> um, and then, you know, she finds the body. She screams. She finds another body. She screams. And another point that I want to make is that I find it that the image of Jason going around placing all these bodies after he kills them amuses me. I think it's pretty funny. It's the same thing with Michael Myers. I think about yeah, some yeah. of these movies. He, like, he spends, like, hours or, like, a couple of minutes just, like, positioning them. Well, and sorry, like, just just to segue, I just love the image of this. The, the original Halloween, Michael yeah. Myers taking Judith Myers' tombstone out of the car. <laughs> yeah, and putting it in the... Putting it over his shoulders, yeah. walking up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and, and then putting it on the bed. Putting yeah. the body, oh, and put it like that. Oh, that. oh, that looks good. That looks good right there. Yeah. No, he's, he's a great scene decorator, Jason and... and uh, <laughs> and michael they should really look into interior decorating <laughs> um but yeah it's just so funny because like there's the one part i can't remember in part six i think where the head of the one girl the megan i think opens the cop the police the police car's door and megan's head comes rolling out and i'm just like i could the, 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 the thought of jason just picking up her head and just being like yeah i'll put it right here but i have to put it against the seat in a way that when megan opens the door the head will fall out <laughs> so he's like i have to put it on a little bit of an angle and then him trying to like put it in the right spot is just really funny um but yeah uh laurie is my favorite and the other ones for me i just don't remember them and the reason is is because i can't i can't remember them so (laughs) i I like her yeah she is good she i didn't pick her i kind of feeling you might pick her as well but you know she she's good definitely stands up Mm -hmm. um remake they're fine. The sister's fine. We don't really get enough time with her. And the other one that is kind of the bait and switch where she gets killed. That was kind of a good moment. I don't really like it her. Is, it is a good moment. Yeah. Why she's with Trent, I have no idea at the beginning of the movie. It's so dumb. Yeah, he's so um, unlikable. He's such a dick. He's literally... Yeah, anyways, he's, he's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to go with one that's kind of a fan favorite, I think, from what I've gathered. Uh, mm-hmm. Ginny from part two. And okay. the reason why is she's better than Alice in the first one. I think that's her name, Alice. I might be wrong about that. I, think but, might, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, Ginny, for first of first of all, she gets involved. She fights Jason. She runs. She gets like the pitchfork and stuff. She's doing shit. Yeah. But I like that she is a child psychology student, and they factor that into the the, the script. And she actually she puts the sweater on of Pamela, and I think like a necklace or something, and she gets into the the the, the psyche of young Jason and like, uh, I forget what she says to him, but she talks yeah. like her and cause she sees a photo of her. And I like that. That's just a little bit better than anything else we get in any of these movies where she actually uses her brain. I love when these, these girls in horror movies use their brain and yeah, they're, not, they're just not just running just, around. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's smart. She's got some good scenes when she's talking to people. I think the guy's name is Paul and she's just, she's smart and she's interesting. She's not great by any means, but yeah, I, f- I feel like you're giving her too much credit because when Paul is getting beat to a pulp by Jason, yeah. she's just standing there. Okay, yeah. Again, I'm giving her too much credit. I not, she's I don't just think- standing there going, oh my god, oh my god, Paul, oh my god. And he's just like, uh, uh, and just getting like beat the shit out of. And she's just like, I don't know what to do. I'm a child psychologist. And then it's just like, oh brother. Because I yeah, actually no. put her down. Adam, I'm not kidding. I put her down as my least favorite. Oh my god, really? I think so. 
Yeah, I said, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, worst final girl. That's, that's what I said. Really? Yeah, yeah. Until until that part. To me, when I think she's the name I remembered, and there's a sequence I remember with her. Um, I like the sister in part four as well. She could probably be a number two or number three. She's fine. Um, she's like, isn't she famous for jumping through the window out of the building? Yeah. <laughs> it's a golden moment. <laughs> Anyways, not a lot to choose from. I'm sticking with Jenny. I don't care what you say, Cam. Because um, we have... We, we have to disagree. We have to disagree. It's okay. Yeah, it's Um, let's talk about Jason. Who's your favorite Jason? I think uh, this one's easy. Part six, baby. Really? Okay, we got another discrepancy. I'm going with Derek Mears, the remake. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that would be my sec. That's a close second. Yeah. In in my opinion, that's a close second. Like, yeah. like I liked. Uh, in part three, Jason too, because I like it when Jason's like super jacked. Yeah, um, I like and three he's... and four, Jason as well. They're they're tied for number two, three and four. Yeah, but part six is just great because it's you know it's classic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know it's it's big uh, zombie Jason, which is like my favorite. See the difference between you and I, Cam, is I don't judge you for when you have a different opinion than me. I respect I mean, that's it. I that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say, man. Um, agree with me for one. Okay, we, okay, there. Ha- okay, we're gonna if agree I here. Agree. If I agreed with you, this wouldn't be a fun podcast. It would just be like, yeah, I agree, man. So and that's it. <laughs> so are you? Are you just waiting to hear what I say and then just saying the opposite? Is that what we got going on here? Yeah, I'm trying to spice things up a bit. Okay, we will at least. We have to have at least one kill. So give me some of your favorite kills. So, uh, favorite kills. Uh, in part seven, yeah, this is the part seven one that I'm talking about. Uh, when she gets, <laughs> she's in the sleeping bag. Oh yeah, okay, the that's the one we thought we had in common. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, that one is so fucking funny. Yeah. The part where she, uh, because that is like my favorite kill. That was like my favorite kill to see in the game. Yeah. Is when somebody would do everything right and then put the person in the sleeping bag and slam them against a tree. It was so funny and so satisfying to watch, yet you are watching somebody die, so it's not it's pretty gross. But it's just so funny because she's screaming, and as soon as Jason hits her, like, you know, throws her against the tree, she, she stops, and it's comedic to me. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, great. Ah, ah. and then it's just like a quick, <laughs> it's like a quick just stop, and that always makes me laugh because it's, it's just. I compare it to slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. So I look at that and go, that's pretty funny. And cause I'm, I'm a slapstick uh, like that. I have a soft spot for a slapstick comedy. It's just call me simple minded, but I like it when people fall down and hurt themselves. That's like one of my, you should see my Instagram It's all, it's all adults and young ki- and children hurting themselves. I think we need to have another conversation. Cam, about what you, uh, <laughs> Like. I mean, I don't do it. I don't push people <laughs> over just to because that's just mean. But I do like watch like little kids running into glass doors. Gets me every time because I'm like, okay. wow, kids, kids are stupid. So I do like, <laughs> I do like uh, slapstick quite a bit. So the, the, the sleeping bag into a, into the trees is, is, is a good one for me. Um, the second one, it, <laughs> funny enough, it always has to do with the sleeping bag um sleeping bag cooking in the remake when he puts oh right yeah that's a good one uh i find that really really uh clever 
um, yeah. and really, really uncomfortable, like really, mm-hmm. really brutal to watch. Well, um, the other guy is stuck in the bear trap. The whole sequence is great. Is yeah, it's it's really, really pretty brutal. Um, and that those would be my two. I tried to make space for a third one, but I really, really couldn't. If I were to kind of give another like a third one, it would be when the guys. I can't remember what part it is. Is it part? Is it the final chapter where he's like walking on his hands? That's part and then, three, and, and he shows up, and he, okay. yeah, yeah, and then Jason just swipes him with the machete. I'm like, I'm like, why is this guy walking on his hands? <laughs> I was just gonna but, comment on that. That's how pathetic the characters are in this. That's a character with a character trait of walking on his hands. Yeah, this guy's walking on his hands, and he gets <laughs> jerked by Jason. It's pretty funny. I I just found the humor in that kill and i was just like why is this guy walking on his hands oh there he is and then he dies <laughs> but yeah those are my favorite kills what are yours i okay i am shocked you didn't say one that's my number one quickly my number two from the remake uh, you already mentioned the sleeping bag and the bear trap which i think is a great combo i love yeah. the axe to the back i love that whole build of him running and then jason runs and throws it and then go and he's screaming and they want to go and help him. i thought that whole thing was really cool oh in the remake yeah yeah yeah, but a good moment. the number one kill, and this was awesome. Just it was at the beginning of the movie. It just gets you right into it. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, Jason yeah. walks into the bedroom. The guy just uh, had sex with the girl who I believe is in the shower, yeah. and he's sleeping, of course. <laughs> and um, Jason comes and just stabs the shit out of him. I think it's his back or the, his yeah, side it's his or back. something. Yeah, because you. He's like hunched over grabbing yeah. his beer. And, and then yeah, you think it's over. Then Jason bends over and grabs the mattress and bends it. And yeah. up. And then the guy just split. I'm like, oh my God, like this is incredible. This is, this well, is amazing. Well, it was one of those, like, one of those, like, um, those, those mattresses. Remember you'd see the infomercials on like TBS of those beds that would fold. Yeah. It was like one of those beds just to the extreme. And then yeah, and Jason, the, the, just, Jason just folds them. The it's prosthetic fantastic. and whatever they did for that is awesome. Like, it looks great. It's a quick cut. Like, they don't yeah. linger on it too long. It was great. Number one, hands down. I thought yeah. that was great. That and was just great. a good kickstart to the movie. Like, that's the, probably the first 15, 20 minutes. Like, I was in. I'm like, this is yeah. great. I, I think probably what they did was they had fake prosthetic legs, and they just had him laying flat on a bed. Yeah. Like, him, like, a 90-degree angle. And then they had Jason lift it up mm-hmm. and him do the thing. And that way he's only lifting his middle, yeah. the middle of his body up. And then yep. um, they just sped it up because you can see that there's like a frame rate thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Scene. They probably did something like That's that. That's most sure. likely what they did, but it is really, really effective. Mm-hmm. I, I should have put that on my list because I do, I do enjoy that moment. I'm a little disappointed you didn't. Uh, well, just get over it. <laughs> um um uh, favorite moments that's what i was gonna say so we've already talked about a bunch of moments a couple of mine that i have on here we've already kind of dabbled and just any that we haven't mentioned or anything you want to end with um, uh yeah i have one that i haven't mentioned yet go for uh, it because i mentioned the vr scene in the sleeping bag and jason x that part made me laugh out loud the the ending of freddy vs. jason is that moment still kind of makes me feel you know gives me chills a little bit with the I fire think that part is really cool no the part when 
um jason comes out of the lake and he's oh like the actual ending shot gotcha yeah and then and then freddie winks at the camera that's (laughs) it's so cheesy but i love it um but the one moment that had me in stitches dude was in the final chapter that tough like hitchhiker guy when he's getting just destroyed by jason in that basement yeah. And he's screaming for the, like, I guess the final girl, I can't remember her her name. He's, like, screaming at her to tell her to run. And he's he's screaming, he's killing me. He's killing me, run. Oh, my God, he's killing me. It's just, like, that part had me. I was laughing so hard. Like, my, my poor girlfriend who's, like, because I can't watch horror movies while she's awake because she doesn't like them. So I, I wait for her to go to bed, and then I, I was watching all these movies. Yeah. And... I was like laughing hysterically and she could probably hear me because it was just like, is that what you say when someone's killing you? Is that what you say? Like when someone's like stabbing you multiple times with a machete, you just go, Oh my God, he's killing me. He's killing me. Run, run. He's killing me. And I was like watching that part and that, Oh man, it was so funny. And then I was just like, yeah, no longer a tough guy. Yeah. (laughs) That, that is like my number one favorite moment. This, that's amazing in this series yeah um uh, i already mentioned the first 20 minutes of the remake which is great mm-hmm. um jason getting his mask in the third one i love when he walks out on the dock for the first time and you see him under the light and then he uses like the the spear gun or whatever it's called and kills the one girl that's epic um harpoon it's called the harpoon harpoon right it's, Jesus. it's spear gun's not bad i could have said it's something way worse spear gun spear gun <laughs> If I Google spear gun, I bet you they'll show me a picture of something similar to it. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I'm just giving you a time. Anyways. <laughs> the harpoon. Harpoon. I was mistaken. Cam was correct. It is a harpoon. <laughs> um, the harpoon sequence is great. Um, rooftop yeah, box and kill is hilarious. A uh, breath of fresh air in that boring movie. Um, yeah. the Freddy versus Jason fight both of them, but specifically the second one. I love when, uh, they, they, they stand up together with the flames and all that. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, the whole ending of part four, I love Corey Feldman getting the better of Jason. And then the whole ending <laughs> with him, uh, <laughs> when he's hugging his sister and it's kind of like he's this, just like that ending just, oh, it was like, he was, <laughs> he's like, I'm you. And then Jason's like, <laughs> Jason's like, what? Jason has mental issues, man. He's it's he's traumatized. Like, oh my god, it's just so stupid. And the- he starts shaving his head, and then while I was watching it, I put in the notes. I was like, why is he shaving his head? And then I was like, oh, I see, I see what you're gonna do. And he's like, yeah, Jason, I just look at me. I'm you, but I'm a baby. I'm a child, and you have to stare at me. And it's just so that's whatever. Um, sure, Adam. That could be your favorite moment. I won't take that away from you. No, no, it's not my number one. These aren't oh, okay. in any specific order. If I had to pick one, it'd be the first twenty minutes of the remake. Would be my best Friday anything. Okay. Um, but I have to mention the Crispin Glover dancing, which we already mentioned, <laughs> and then his death is one of the best deaths of the franchise. How does he die? The cor- so he's looking. For- it's the famous line. You can just Google it. I think the guy's name is Ted. He's like Ted. Where's the corkscrew? And then Jason comes <laughs> oh, in with the corkscrew yeah. and stabs his hand. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. 
So good. And what about that guy, the idiot guy that's in the living room? He finds an old film reel of weird old yeah, it's porn. Like porn, yeah, it's like 1920s. Yeah, porn. where they're just running around, falling over, and like not even naked. And the guy is just having a riot. Again, these characters are doing things that normal people don't really do. I would never. I don't know anyone that would do that at a party. I would. I would maybe. Would you do that at a party? Would you pull out some porn and just throw it on? No, no. To, by, again, by yourself. I'm talking about by yourself. I know no, when you're younger. I mean, like, if I'm no, if I'm like with a, f- a group of friends and I find something that's like I'm like, oh, what's this? And it's like a film reel, and then we start watching it. Yes, like, as oh, a group. What is that? Yeah, that would definitely do that. But I would continue watching it. Yes, it'd be like it's like in the remake when the one guy forget his name. He's he's going to masturbate in the living room by himself. Yeah. He's yeah. looking through the magazine. I mean this. Like, it's all low-hanging fruit. Like, they just yeah, pick no. these the, weird the, characters doing weird things. The the Crispin Glover part. I it's right. Ted, where's the corkscrew? Right in his hand. It just gives me Back to the Future vibes. Yes, and that's the beautiful thing that came into that. If he didn't do Back to the Future, it would have been totally different. But you love it more because of of his quirkiness yeah. from Back you to know, the Future. You know, Biff. Like, it's... <laughs> It's just like, just that Crispin Glover energy is just, uh, where's the corkscrew? <laughs> okay, Cam, All this right. is, we're, we're, we're nearing the end here, and I got a little pitch for you if you want to listen. Okay, I'm gonna... yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I think this franchise needs a reboot, obviously, and make it yeah. fresh and make it fun. Why not? Halloween was successful, like I said before. So I've, I've been sitting on idea for a while. It's full of nostalgia. It's totally going into this whole legacy sequel reboot f- uh, phase we're in right now. And um, so I have a three-part structure that I think would be fun, paying homage and doing some new stuff with it. Just like a quick treatment, so I'm going to quickly pitch it to you right now, okay, Cam? Sure. Okay, so it's three parts. Friday the 13th, part one, Pamela. Friday the 13th, part two, Jason. And Friday the 13th, part three, Tommy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And each one is set 15 years apart. So the first one is set Friday, July 13th, 1979. The second one is Friday the Friday the 13th, uh, Friday, May 13th, 1994. And then the third one is Friday, March 13th, 2009. So 15 years apart. Okay? okay. Yep. So we got the first movie. I'm going to quickly run through this. This is basically like I'm in Hollywood and I'm pitching to uh, whoever the hell owns Friday the 13th. I'm, I'm Spielberg. Okay. We're pitching this I, to Spielberg. I did Godfather. Let's do this. Okay. So <laughs> so I've got a plot and then I've got a quick opening scene and an ending battle or whatever. How the movie, each movie would end. So the plot of the first movie. A year after the drowning of a young boy, a group of camp counselors arrive at Crystal Lake to start setting up for a new summer and get lectured about watching over the kids and to make sure what happened the year before doesn't happen again. The only only new counselor is Alice, who is curious about the history of the lake. Throughout their prep, Pamela Voorhees, mother of the dead boy, tries uh, and attempts to get the camp shut down. But she's unsuccessful, and the counselors start getting killed off one by one by an unknown killer. So the opening scene of this movie would be a nine-year-old boy, def- uh, sorry, a nine-year-old deformed boy who is bullied while at camp, and the counselors are not paying attention and partying, and the young boy is taken down to a dock and thrown into the water. He can't swim and struggles to keep and. He struggles to keep his head above the water as the kids laugh and leave him alone. His fate is left unknown. 
and then the events of the movie play out, and then this movie, this is how this movie would wrap up. Alice discovers that Jason is still alive. She then tracks down Pamela and they face off against each other. She accuses her of lying to everyone and killing all of her friends. And Pamela claims that she never killed anyone. She was only trying to defend her son. It is revealed that Pamela was watching that night a year ago and she actually was able to save her boy before he died. She hid him away secretly near the campground. Alice and Pamela fight, and Alice eventually gets the upper hand and kills Pamela. As Alice stands over the body, out of nowhere comes Jason, who responds by cutting Alice's head off. In the pouring rain, as the thunder and lightning rolls in, a 10-year-old Jason stands over the bodies, wielding the machete, revealing he has been the killer all along. He stares out across the lake at his inevitable destiny, cut to black. So... That's the first movie. You have a few twists and turns. You pay homage, but you also changed up a little bit. I have Alice getting her head cut off, and it's kind of fixing the plot hole of what happens with Jason. So he's actually alive, been hidden away, but he's secretly been the one doing the killing because you don't want to do the same thing as the first one where just it's Pamela because we know that already. Mm-hmm. So that's part one. I'll nice. keep going here. Part two, Jason. Summer. This is the plot. Summer camp is officially back at Crystal Lake as they want to put the camp massacre behind them. Remember, this is 15 years later, 1994. A new group of camp camp counselors have arrived to start setting up, and one of the counselors, Tom, is obsessed with the history of the lake and of Jason Voorhees. Over the last 15 years, people have suspiciously gone missing, and he believes Jason is behind everything. He has documented articles and maps and uh, that posts that he sorry that he posts throughout his room. But no one believes him except Vera. People start dying one by one at the hands of Jason in a burlap sack. And it's up to Tom and Vera to stop him. So the opening scene of this one would just be something quick. Again, it's 15 years later. Jason wearing the burlap sack stalks and kills three young people who are hiking around Crystal Lake. And then the same shit happens throughout the whole movie. People start dying. The ending of the second one. Tom is unexpectedly killed by Jason. The final girl Vera is able to get an axe into a now maskless Jason, and he falls to the ground. Vera runs away. Jason eventually gets up and removes the axe. He makes his way to the abandoned work shed where he freaks out and breaks a bunch of stuff. Vera narrowly escapes the forest, and she makes it to the water near the dock with a boat. She runs across the dock, and she unties the rope. She is shot in the back of the head by a harpoon. She falls in the water and Jason appears who now dons the hockey mask he found left behind in the shed. Jason stands on the dock victorious, overlooking water and woods. He hears sirens in the background. At one of the cabins, a 10-year-old boy arrives with his mother and boyfriend. They find his sister's body, Trish, and the mom breaks down. While she cries, the boyfriend runs out to call the police and the boy sees sees on the wall all the old clippings of the history of Pamela and Jason Voorhees. He is glued to it all. He can't take his eyes away. The the mom then calls out, Tommy, but he won't move. Outside, the boyfriend is killed by Jason and he screams out. The mom looks outside and sees him and then sneaks Tommy outside and tells him to run. 
Jason comes inside and attacks the mom. A fire begins to blaze as they fight while Tommy hides in the bushes outside. Jason eventually throws his mom through the window and comes out and slashes her repeatedly with his machete. The fire gets bigger as the backdrop to Jason as Tommy stares at him. Jason walks off into the woods. Tommy eventually runs up to his mom's corpse. He sees all the clippings on the wall inside with the fire around them. Tommy then stands up and walks down the steps while staring into the woods at his inevitable destiny. Cut to black. There's Ready? one thing I do want to say about the second one. Yeah. Um, you said harpoon. I think you meant spear gun. <laughs> it, I have spear gun written down and I changed it live. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so a uh, third one. Go ahead. Final one. Another 15 years. So now it's been 30 years. 2009. Plot, Tommy Jarvis has been in a mental institution for five years as he went crazy over his belief that Jason is in fact alive and has been killing people, including his sister and mom, for 30 years. He also has, He's also been putting on good behavior to get out, and just after his 25th birthday, he is released. He puts a plan in motion to find Jason at Crystal Lake. All the while, Jason continues his sporadic killing spree at Crystal Lake when a group of five friends, led by Ginny, film at the abandoned campground for their documentary. Ginny crosses paths with Tommy, and together they face off with Jason once and for all. Opening scene, 15 years after the events of the second film, a young couple are tormented and killed by a hockey mask, Jason, during winter while playing hockey on Crystal Lake. Again, this is March 13th, 2009, so we're going to see Jason in a new environment. Ending fight. Tommy and Ginny lure Jason to the dock and fight him two-on-one. Ginny uses her pitchfork and is able to impale Jason in the stomach, and he falls at the end of the dock. As they walk over to push him in, Jason hits Tommy, who falls on the ice. It cracks a little. Ginny tries to push Jason, but he won't budge. Jason stands up, chokes Jenny, and throws her to the edge and walks over to her. At the time, Tommy wraps the chain around Jason's ankle, distracting him. Tommy then jumps up and the two fight, and then Tommy pulls him on top of the ice. It starts to crack even more as Jason chokes Tommy, who tells Jenny, push it. Jenny ponders and then pushes the brick onto the ice that cracks uh, completely, and they both are pulled underwater. The brick hits the bottom as Jason begins to struggle as he can't move. Tommy stabs uh, and tries to swim away, but Jason grabs his ankle. Neither Jason nor Tommy resurface. Jenny tears up as she waits, but no one comes up. As she starts to walk away, Tom Tommy comes out of the water, freezing and shaking. The two of them embrace. The police and ambulance arrive. After getting checked out, Tommy and Ginny drive off in an ambulance together, uh, relieved. As the police search the grounds, they are all attacked by Jason covered in ice. They are all butchered one by one until no one is left alive. Jason looks around at the carnage as the classic Friday the 13th score plays. Jason walks off into the woods to await his next victims. Cut to black. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'll give you... $50 million for each picture. $50 million for each one? That's it. I, I'm going to cast if, Denzel and Tom Cruise. I'll give the, all A-listers. Okay. I don't want any of those. <laughs> so, um, And I also want them to, in part two, because it takes place in 92, they'll be either listening to Pearl Jam uh, or Nirvana in the opening scene. Or... You know what? I don't even care if this is like timeline accurate. Sa some Savage Garden would be pretty rad. <laughs> so my whole theory behind this is clean up the continuity errors, make it straightforward, do something yeah. different, but pay homage. Again, I use some of the names from the original franchise, Vera, Ginny, Tommy, 
and you yeah. bring back the characters that people like and you do something different with it offering a little bit of twists and turns and things that aren't you know as expected and then you can end it with him dead or you can end it with him walking off into the ether like i did and i like the idea there was a fan film that came out never hike in the snow and it was really cool to see jason in the snow so i thought it would be different to do a different environment of ice and cold and you know i i thought i all i pictured in my head was him coming out of the water like kind of like new blood jason but not wet cold and, and frozen Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think they need to get off their asses and do something fun because it doesn't have to be a great movie, but you can do something fun for the fans and just do something a little bit different. Again, this was just a treatment. I would like to do a lot of different specific things throughout the movie to give it more nuance and give it a breath of fresh air. This is mainly just fan service stuff of how you can weave in the old with the new. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot there. Again, I don't think it's going to be an amazing movie, but I just think I, I'm hopeful that something is going to happen soon. Like I said, with the success of Halloween, and uh, hopefully they get their shit together in the court. Anything you want to end on, Cam? We're closing in here on on two hours. Anything you want to wrap up with? Again, you said this is going to be a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is this has been. I'll be honest with you, challenging. Um, getting through the Friday the Thirteenth movies was not an easy feat um by any means that being said it was fun uh just recording this with you was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um we had some good times just you know talking shit um ultimately the last thing that i would say is that this is all in good fun um we're not you know talking down to the people that really really enjoy these films um it's all subjective like i said i was too late to really really enjoy these movies i feel like a lot of people who love these movies love them for a specific reason maybe it just got them they just found it enjoying and if it's as simple as that then that's it you like it you like it right Mm -hmm. but for me there's some there's some okay movies but there's a lot of movies that just haven't aged well and that's how i see it but i just want to make sure that if there's any listeners out there that really love these movies that is absolutely, absolutely fine. You mm-hmm. love what you love, because there's probably movies that you like that uh, that you don't like that I love, right? So I just wanted people to know that yeah, we were talking a lot of shit, but ultimately, if we're not talking down to the people who really, really love these films, because they do have a very, very devoted, and I mean devoted, all caps in like a very devoted fan base and oh that for is sure absolutely fine yeah no absolutely and like and and jason dominated the 80s him and freddie were yeah. way more popular than michael myers michael myers was almost non-existent in the 80s and they dominated the box office like say what you want these movies made money and they have fans and i mean whatever who, who cares i mean we watched them and we just we talked did. about it for two hours i mean whatever they have they've made their impact mm-hmm. that's for sure and oh, that's God. pretty much everyone knows who jason Voorhees is yeah and that's pretty much all you could really ask for in yeah. making films is if do they make an impact or not mm-hmm. and this right. definitely did um all right well we talked about kills we talked about final girls we talked about moments we talked about the movies the good the bad the ugly um anything you want to say before we wrap up cam or are we um i just want to say thanks for having me again 
Adam. No this problem. Is a lot of fun. Um, another another long one, but <laughs> worth it. Uh, it's it's been really fun, and um, yeah, there's we've I've I've had a really good time. So thank yeah. you. And everyone stay tuned for Cam's uh, return to the podcast in uh, a few episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking about Christine. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. We have to both rewatch the movie. I've only seen it once, so I'm excited to do that. But let's wrap up Friday the 13th and we, you know, can, uh, you know, I, th- I liked it. I, th- I think I think recording this episode was more fun than watching the movies but it's fun even though we don't like them it's fun to talk about friday the 13th that's my takeaway it's yeah, fun to talk about it and again and coming up with those concepts for what you can do to make it fun because i would love for a new movie to come out and have the fans excited just like all the halloween fans are now it'd be really exciting and you can do a lot with jason Voorhees. um so yeah just get someone that loves the uh, franchise and i'm sure they can do it justice cam thanks for joining hope everyone enjoyed the episode and until next time Take care, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.